don't you start this one? It's love after lockup. No. So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup, haha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 10 of Life After Lockup. In this episode, Lisa and Renata try to entrap Stan, John and Christiana finally have their wedding, Deontay finds out about Tia and Nicole's engagement, Sean meets Sarah's mom and daughter, and Amber and Puppy celebrate Amber's breakup. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating, or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. <laughs> Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, things are good. I love Halloween time. I love seeing everybody in costumes. I love uh, Facebook is actually Facebook and Instagram are interesting to me this weekend just because I love seeing people's pictures of their creative costumes. Sure. Times. Sure. And I am just uh, happy I fixed my mic setting so I don't sound like I'm recording in an airplane bathroom this year, this week. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was yeah. a challenge. <laughs> yeah. I record. Yeah, I was recording off base and was like off my home base, and my microphone settings got messed up when I put it in the bag. And so Aww. I to edit it. Was like, oh no, this sounds terrible. So hopefully yeah, it sounds better for everybody. Yes. Yo, you do. Comparatively, <laughs> it makes you sound even better. It did. Thank you for making me look good. <laughs> All right. So let's just jump right into our couples here. I got three of them. I'm going to start with Amber and Puppy. So. We start with Puppy dragging a whole-ass suitcase to Amber's house. And they, you know, she gets there and, and comes in and they pop open a brand new bottle of Crown, which I'm pretty sure they finished before they left. But it's yeah. the day it's the day after their arson session that they purged Sammy from Amber's life. And to celebrate, they're going to go out and have fun tonight. So the suitcase is full of, you know, clubbing outfits for Amber to try out. So Amber has, you know... Another activity that puppy should do soon, you know, like go visit your mom. Um, puppy tries to dance around it at first, but there's a pretty solid reason she hasn't been back to see up her mom. And that's because there's a warrant out for her arrest for a parole violation. Apparently, uh, after the parole officer checked in with mom and, and puppy wasn't there, a nosy neighbor or, you know, somebody she asked, but somebody who was not qualified to talk on her behalf or whatever, told the parole officer that puppy doesn't live there. And now that this warrant's out and she heard about it, instead of dealing with it, she's just going to ignore it and hope it does. Hope it goes away, even though she knows it won't. Anyway, here is where Puppy does try to make the claim also that technically she does live with her mom, but she just stays with her boyfriend a lot. You know, like every day for the past two months. <laughs> so anyway, next it's to the Uber to go out for their girls' night, and they're clearly already drunk from the pre-gaming. And just like all the times they, that happens when they drunk, they're hanging out with – they're just hanging all over each other. And also like the last time they went out to get drunk, Puppy and Amber and they ended up inviting their you know gay guy friends to liven up the night while also providing Amber with no one else to hook up with. <laughs> so the friends definitely don't have many good things to say about Vince or Sammy or anybody that Amber's ever dated. So they're like pretty much good riddance. Um, but – then they think that she can do much better. But as the night goes on and they get progressively drunker and drunker, specifically Amber gets drunker and drunker, she starts to get very close to Puppy, like trying to make out and lap dancing close. So Puppy says she's trying to resist because she's not available right now. And also because she knows at the end of the day, Amber's not gay and isn't going to end up in a relationship with her. 
So the producers, man, then they have Amber in just a section just talking to the camera where she is just clearly <laughs> eyes glassed over, just completely oh. sloshed. Um, and pretty much she was like, I don't see how things are going, but my plan for tonight is to try to cuddle with Puppy and make something happen. So, I mean, this is the, see this all the time and it just – I don't think I can get my head around it. What is with Puppy and her like drunk Amber just being like all gay for Puppy and then sober Amber just being – not wanting it at all? I don't know. It does make me sad for Puppy too because, you know – but I mean in prison, it couldn't have been like that. So – because, I mean, they're not, like, getting that kind of wasted all the time in prison. At least I'm going to assume they're not, right? They're not supposed to have access well, to they, alcohol. Yeah, they have. Like you that. know, there's all kinds of tricky things there. But they're clearly not – I doubt they were drunk every time they hooked up. Right, right. So I think there are genuine feelings there. And so I think that when she's drunk, it's just easier to kind of blame it on the alcohol. Uh-huh. And – you know, but it's really just uh, covering up, like, how she really feels. And I do think, like, in her really feels is that she is attracted to puppy. Maybe not all the time. Mm-hmm. May- you know, there's people who get, like, a little bit more handsy and touchy-feely and stuff and a little bit more less inhibited when they're, they've been drinking. So I do think she finds puppy attractive. I do think that, you know, she wants to be with puppy but not in a relationship and i think that's it's easier when she's in a situation like this to kind of play it off like oh okay well i just got really drunk i just want to hook up right i mean yeah i guess it is and i guess when she's sober it's enough that she's like you know i don't want to lead her on i don't want to give her the wrong impression and it's not just like whereas she gets like well especially this one because i feel like this time, definitely. I can't remember if it was really true last time. It's always when she's kind of going through that breakup, right? And she gets to the stage of the breakup where it's like, I just need to get laid. Like, that's what I want to happen. Like, and then also gets drunk with Amber and then just always has these gay guys around, right? And so it's like she just wants somebody's attention, right? And yeah. always feels like puppy is somebody who is, you know, whose attention is easy to get. But it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it just seems like what – but it's even funny like that. Like, does she just want to have, you know, a friends with benefits type situation where we are best friends and sometimes we have sex and sometimes we don't. But it's never going to be an actual romantic relationship that's long term, which finally puppy is, seems to actually get. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's so weird to me because – In every other aspect, it seems like Amber has a really good head on her shoulder, right? Uh She has a really clear direction of what she wants to do. She's trying to, you know, stay on the straight and narrow. Um, And I think she's really disciplined. I think it's great to see that she values her job and, you know, following the rules and all of this. And she just seems like such a strong person, even to leave Sammy And, like, not pull it up with that bullshit as soon as she saw it, right? Right. But it's so weird to me to have – to see that part and have that impression of Amber. But then it's like she really doesn't seem like she can be alone. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, she always is, I would say, looking for it, right? But, yeah, it's always kind of there. It's never going to be very long before there's somebody else. There's something something Mm -hmm. there. Um. Which is, I mean, it's not a common 
it's not an uncommon thing for people to happen. Even people who have their stuff all together. We've, we, uh, yeah. think we all have friends that are like, they're just with somebody that's like totally terrible. And they're like, why? And it's just like, just, and we wouldn't say it. And even Amber wouldn't say it like that. It's just like, they just can't be alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, even though she can't be alone, it does seem like a bad idea for Amber to be getting drunk with Puppy because, right. you know, it just the whole reason why their relationship, at least it appeared to us, kind of fell apart was because Puppy has a drinking problem. Right. You know, and it just seems like, I don't know, the last yeah. couple episodes, like them drinking when they were on their double date, like this one, like she gets to her, her house and like immediately starts like you know, just drinking some crowns straight up. It mm-hmm. just seems like, why are you encouraging puppy to drink when you're basically telling her that she needs to get her life together? Right. Because she's drinking too much. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's it, it's funny because on this one, it looked like puppy was way less drunk than Amber. Amber yeah, was. Well, yes. <laughs> but I think that's also the thing with puppy too. And I think that was what we were kind of seeing is puppy kind of just she clearly has a higher tolerance yeah. so she doesn't look all sloppy drunk all the time i mm-hmm. mean she just but you can tell the difference like if you have seen her enough you can see the difference of her because for me when she's been drinking what i've noticed is that she just gets slower it's yes. not like she's slurring her words necessarily no but, but it, just it also like she looks talks like slower it also looks like she's about to fall asleep Yes, that too. <laughs> right, and but and, and, but I think, and that's that's the difference. That difference between the two of them is like, and that's mm-hmm. the trouble with alcohol problems is that you know Amber's like, hey, it's our night, it's the weekend, we're going out, I'm gonna get sloshed, mm-hmm. great, and, and and puppy's on board with that, but she'll also get sloshed the next day during the random middle of the day when she's supposed to be at work. You know, it's like she doesn't differentiate right. when is it okay to yeah. get this drunk and when is it not. So it's like, yeah, it just. It just seems like in terms of the relationship that it, Amber is capable – and people, everybody's cap- capably different of different relationships when it comes to, you know, love and sex and all that, right? Because, you know, there's some people that can have, you know, just this is the person I hook up with and that's the only relationship we have. We just have sex and that's okay. I can deal with that. And this is the person I don't. And there's some people are like, this is my friend and sometimes we do it and sometimes we don't. And like – Puppy just doesn't have that aspect. This is my friend that sometimes I have sex with is not a emotional slot she has. And so she's like trying to keep her distance from it. But yeah, again, pumping her full of alcohol is not going to be the way to ever maintain that appropriate amount of distance. No. So the friends, um, they're bashing Vince and Sammy, you know, and – at one point, they say, you know, after talking about how Vince is like a little slow, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious uh-huh. too, because I think he does come off that way, definitely. But then they say, oh, Vince and Sammy, they're like the same dude. And I was like, how? No, I, mean, I don't think they're the same dude. No. No, they seem kind of intense. Like, I can see that because I don't know if Sammy was in the military, but he has that intensity. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. You know, and I feel like Vince also had that intensity, but to me, I just kind of like chalked it up to, oh, well, he's in the military or something. So he just seems really intense. And so I just, you know, that's to me where their similarities begin and end. But after that, it was just like 
Sammy seemed more with it than Vince. Vince seemed like he was oh, always Vince trying just, to process what was going on yeah, around him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Vince was different because Vince was like – he wasn't like the strong, silent type. He was. But, you know, think of the strong, silent type, the stoic people who, you know, just listen. Yeah. And, and it, it seems that way at first because he was just too confused <laughs> with everything that was going on. It's like, I don't know what, I don't know what to say because I'm lost. I'm lost. Right. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because I'm lost. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. But then, yeah, he would try to kind of talk circles around to almost like hide that he doesn't know what's going on. Uh So I think that kind of came out when, um, you know, they talked to him last on the phone, how Puppy was trying to – basically both of them were trying to extort him for money. Yes. Um, You know, trying to say that he was uh, trying to do some illegal thing with having Puppy as his adopted kid or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so it's just – but what he was saying didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but he was real aggressive about it. <laughs> yes, right. If I say my nonsense really forcefully, then it must be yeah. believed. It's like it'll be like a threat. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of – no, actually, no. Threats. No threats here. Speaking of celebrations, okay. Uh, let's talk John and Christiana. So back in Decorah, Iowa, Christiana and her mom are getting irritated that Tara hasn't shown up yet. And they're kind of snapping at each other, but I don't know, just like saying irritated things about Tara. Christiana says she was supposed to do this wedding with her sister. And Tammy calms her down by suggesting that they, you know, go ahead with this wedding and they'll just find Tara tomorrow. The wedding proceeds as Christiana walks down the aisle with Devin, her son, and her mom. They have their ceremony, everyone seems happy, and they are announced as the new Bonnie and Clyde. At the reception, they smear cake in each other's faces (laughs) and exchange very kind words with their children. John promises Devin to be good to Christiana, and Christiana tells Sarah that she wants to be closer. There's a lot of awkward dancing. Ooh, um, yes. Yeah. Yikes. A lot of awkward dancing. Uh, before John leads Christiana to their hotel room, which is full of rose petals, and he digs, digs around under her dress before kicking out production. All right. So overall, what were your kind of reactions of the wedding? I mean, it was good for them, I guess. They seem to enjoy it. They seem to like it. And so that's what really matters at the end of the day. It would... Yeah. It would not have been my jam. And I also thought it was weird that they kind of, I mean, the dancing. Oh, good God, the dancing. And they did it. And there was like yeah. nobody else there besides the featured people of this show. Like it was right. <laughs> like everybody on the dance. There was no like extras or strangers or people we haven't met. It was just the people <laughs> on the show really awkwardly dancing and like very bad. Like nobody had yeah. any kind of moves at all. It was he very has sad. like a bazillion kids like i feel like we should have seen more of his kids yes and let the kids bring a friend you know like shouldn't we have seen more people in general and if you looked at the size of their cake they had like what a three-tier cake Uh it didn't seem that you know that cake you could have fed a lot more people with that and usually don't you buy a cake that's somewhat like in the same proportion as your guests. Generally, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a production. It could be a production cake. cake. You got to have a big, big, big cake oh, for the okay. TV maybe. Um, but yeah, because I mean, all I could think of, especially because they cut from really bad dancing to going into the bedroom. And it's mm-hmm. like, and I know it's not one-to-one, but you know, kind of that idea of like, when somebody's dancing, it kind of gives you, you know, an idea of 
how they move their body and their rhythm and like it, <laughs> like how good they'll be at other things. It's not a one to one. John but- is very slow moving and stiff. <laughs> Poor Christiana. I don't know how oh. she moved at all with that dress, though. Yes. Oh, I'll give so. Yes, I, I can. I can give her some leeway, like in terms yeah. of wow, it is hard to dance with that big, huge, puffy dress going on. Okay, which is why a lot of it's not totally uncommon for these days for there to be a reception dress, right? Yes. Yes. And I also think that anytime you put like little embellishments and stuff on, it definitely adds to the weight of the dress. Yes. That dress must have been so heavy. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just looked like the, the dancing was an afterthought in terms of it. It's like, because they're, it's, that's not a dancing crew. Let's it's, get some dancing footage. Yes. Well, I love how Elder Carrie was kind of like, we need more room. He was like, I can't. Dancing. He was like, this is not the kind of dancing I generally do. I'm actually good at a separate type of dancing that I do not have room <laughs> to do here. Just while we're on TV, let me say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, good for him. But everyone else, I don't know. Maybe you could have all taken a lesson from Elder Carey. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that I feel like they tried to just add a bunch of drama to. But at the end of the day, it was pretty, you know, a pretty generic wedding. It was a very straightforward wedding. Um, The most drama we got was Christiana and Tammy, like. That's my day, goddammit. That's my day. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't like they were yelling at each other, but they were both being like just real sour. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. And I was actually surprised that it was, you? I was surprised that it was Tammy that kind of brought in the reins yeah. and was like, listen, at some point she was like, listen, she's not coming. We just have to do this. Like, and right. forget about it. Move on. Yeah. But Tammy's the one who also kind of like, I don't know. It was like, why are you upset, Tammy? Calm down. It's not your wedding. You should be the one like comforting Christiana from the beginning instead of just like, you know, yes, feeding, kind of the, feeding the fire. Feeding the fire. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, all right. So speaking of feeding the fires or <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how that goes. But I want to talk about Stan and Lisa. Oh, so gosh. we Renata, we have her. She came last time. So she's here to pick up Lisa. And we have like Stan creeping at them like through the blinds. Like, who's that lady? Oh. So uh, Lisa tells us that they've been friends for like 10 years, uh, ever since she used to date Lisa's brother. And while they've never like, you know, hooked up or anything, but eh, there's a lot of sexual tension there, according to Lisa. But anyway, they get to a restaurant and Lisa tells her all about the Jasmine Portella nonsense with Stan. She even shows him the messages, which go on for mm, quite a while. Uh, They get to some of the specifics of the messages, like she asks, what, he, what are you looking for? And he said he's looking for a unicorn for threesomes and that he's willing to be with a guy to make that happen. You know, if that's a fantasy of yours. So so ruling out Lisa altogether. <laughs> Lisa is not part of this threesome. Yeah, that was. Yes. Interesting. Because, yeah, it started <laughs> off with threesomes, which it was like, oh, so it's not really cheating if he's looking for a third for the two of them. But right. apparently it was uh, like male female MFM threesome that they were going for. So, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway um Renata's then kind of like why are you still with this dude then and Lisa kind of generically says well you know he's done a lot for me but based on what uh has been said what he's saying now and these messages she's like pretty much over it so then they step out to go to Renata's hotel room and this is where Lisa's whole plan comes out they're gonna set him up Renata's going to pretend to be Jasmine and she's going to do it in one of the wigs that Stan bought for her when she got out 
And then speaking of wigs and hair, the commercial segment this week is about Lisa talking about Stan's, well, basically hair. I mean, they still show us that shot of him in his underwear again for no discernible reason. But, uh, you know, Renata brings up the most pressing question about Stan. Like, is that a rug in his head or what? Lisa says that. (laughs) Glad she asked. (laughs) Lisa says that it is his real hair, which is what he said before. But it's a Trump style comb over. She thinks he could be a real chick magnet if he just embraced the baldness and, you know, shortened it all up all around. But another reason it looks so weird is that he dyes it everywhere except the temples. And, of course, he uses cheap box dye, so it leaves this huge stark line across the side of his head, um, you know, between the shoe polish and the gray hair that he has. So he does this, he says, she says, because one of his girlfriends in the past told him it looked good. And Lisa's response was, she was lying to you, dude. So anyway, there was a lot of discussion about the different hair choices and the hair preferences between Lisa and Stan, because Lisa also talks about how much she hated the wigs that she that he picked out. So I don't know. I don't know that Lisa's doing all that much better in terms of hair. So who do you got in terms of their hair selection? Actually, that's funny that you should say that. I was watching this with my friend and I had to go into – she's like, what's going on with that girl's hair? And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, she's trying to do the whole extension thing. But, you know, um, most people who do extensions, they have um, long enough hair where it can look like, you know, a layer. Uh, so it looks like, you know, and they will usually do them underneath. So right, right. then you'll have like a layer of hair on top that's just a shorter layer. Yeah, but that's fair. I guess I was you. thinking about it. Lisa can't really do that at all. Like she really has no choice if she's going to do extensions other than what she has. So I get that why it looks like that. And I, you know, don't have any better response. But I think Lisa must have some idea that her hair doesn't look that great, but there is no better alternative other than wearing what she referred to as the Pamela Anderson okay. style wigs. Okay, but that's the thing is there's there's a wide variety of rigs, wigs. Just because he picked out right. like boobalicious wigs from the 90s doesn't mean that's the only wig available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was not treating those wigs well at all. No. She had, like shoved them in her bag. Yep. She was like taking them out. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we saw Brittany from uh, before the 90 days or 90 day fiance. I can't remember which one she was on. Uh-huh. Um, and she had she had like didn't she have the whole mannequin? Oh, head yeah. You got to have the mannequin head and everything. Too? Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to keep it because you brush them and stuff. Like and you ha- you yeah. can't brush them when they're like flat. You got to put them on a head to get the to get them to lay right and stuff. Right. So she's definitely not taking care of these things. So I think Lisa's hair will always be like that. But Stan, his hair is always going to be like that because it's a choice. It is a choice. It is a he's Stan the man. That is a really Bad so. Choice. Who told him? Who told him that looks good? And was she just trying to get late? Get, well, she wasn't trying to get late. He was trying to get late. Was she just <laughs> trying to get money? Like, what is going on here? Why did she say that to him? Okay. So here's what I think. She probably said, oh, I like it when guys, guys in general, not Stan specifically, have a little gray by their temple, right? Yes. And 
if you are talking about naturally, that in natural occurrence, like if someone already has kind of lighter hair and they have like kind of some, their hair maybe more like salt and pepper, like by their temples or something, you know, yeah, I can see that's like, oh, it's like a distinct like silver fox kind of thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think she meant like your hair completely dyed in an unnatural color everywhere but your temples. I don't think that's what she was going for. Yes, and I'm sure it's like you know, like like the uh, like the '90s Clooney look, right? Like that mm, that kind of yeah. gray around the temples. Mm-hmm. Not like you're right, salt and pepper, a little bit there, distinctive like thing. But yeah, not definitely not a hard ombre line <laughs> like from <laughs> from shoe polish black to like white gray like that's not yeah. what we're looking for here oh my goodness and then what's kind of weird too is um in some of the spots because it's like such a bad dye job mm-hmm. um it's like almost like brown streaks oh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. with like his black and so it's just oh, well, gosh, Stan, a lot of it doesn't even pay for it it doesn't even explain to me like, because to me, the biggest issue, whatever, the comb over, what? I've seen people try the comb overs, right? And sure. that's not even the part of his hair that looks the worst to me. It's definitely mm-hmm. like the sides where it kind of goes from being on the top to being on the side. It's like nobody trims that thing up. Like, I feel like he just needs to visit an actual barber and just have it shaped up so his head doesn't have freaking wings on it, like on the yeah. side. It's just, yeah, an actual stylist, maybe. Yes. Maybe not so much just a barber, like an actual stylist. Um, yeah, he needs something going on there to improve his situation. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Lisa is wrong in kind of making fun of him. I do admit that it kind of seems like hypocritical because you're like, Lisa, are you living your best hair yeah. life right now? Probably not. No, like, let's no. fix our own hair game first. But I mean, Lisa's working with what she's working with, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think she knows. Stan is just like, he thinks this looks good. He does. And it's crazy. And I think it's certain point i'm just i'm on board with 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 her you embrace the baldness you're like listen this is what i got going on up here it is what it is because i also feel like i feel like after a certain age and i feel like i'm already over that age because it's not that young Mm -hmm. so when people usually go bald right if you're going to go bald Mm -hmm. you're going to lose your hair by the time you're 40 probably right Mm -hmm. then it's like once you're at that age you're not like a little kid anymore you can't comb your hair forward because if you comb your hair forward at all people are going to assume you're covering up being bald Oh, my goodness. So that's funny that you should say that because that was like your high school picture that yep. you posted. Yep. <laughs> you had the total comb forward. Yep, I totally did. I had that through high school yeah. and, and everything. And it was like it wasn't until like really just a few years ago that I, I comb it because like, no, I want people to know like, no, this is real hair and it's here and this is where it stops. <laughs> like, it's. I appreciate that. It looks a lot better. <laughs> But yeah, I just stand with um, the color too. It does. It looks like a rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's like not helping himself. No, because rugs are the worst case scenario, right? Rug yeah. is just like that's like we all know you're bald. We all know there's nothing up there. Only you wanted mm-hmm. to make it obviously fake that it's not. We all have to pretend like it's not, even though it obviously is gone. Like that's that's just like it's the worst. Yeah, and it seems like someone who has that kind of money and like is willing to kind of care about his looks and things like that. It's like, just get a hair implants if yeah. it really means that much to you. Like sign up for, like, what is it, keeps or whatever, and, like, do something, man. Like, they, there's options for people. But, okay, but anyway, right. to the main part of the story. <laughs> like, how is this setup going to work? And I think they did it well. I think 
um, Lisa was actually really smart about it, about using Renata as um, going to be Jasmine with the wigs. Uh-huh. Because, like, yeah. he's going to remember, oh, your friend had pink hair. That's yes. the only thing yes. he saw about her because he, he saw her, like, right. out the window. So when it comes with somebody that doesn't have pink hair, he's not going to be suspicious because he forgets about everything anyway. The only thing he'd remember is pink okay. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I think Lisa's going to be hiding in the bathroom and she's going to like jump out. Oh. She just better hope that Stan doesn't need to use the bathroom. <laughs> she's going to blow her load way too early. I, I know it. She's going to do it before he says yeah. anything really incriminating. And he's – Yeah. I, because I think he's going to be able to either – you know, he's going to try the forgetting thing. We'll see. But also – Where am I? What room I was, am I, I in? Who am yeah. I visiting? <laughs> Who are you? Where did you come from? I wasn't even – how did I even get here? Like – but also he's going to pull the – I was trying to get a – I was trying to spice our bedroom life up. I was trying to find a woman to stay with us. This was for us. This wasn't for yeah, me. Yeah, which is why I think Lisa was very intentional about saying, well, can it be another dude? Because another dude would obviously not be her. Right, right. Well, she even said – she even went farther than that with the other dude. She was like yeah. – not even like can it be me and two dudes, right? Which is one thing. She was like – would you be willing to? Would you be willing to be willing for there to be a guy involved? I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at that point, Lisa's just straight up messing with him, right? Yeah. She's like, "How far will this guy go?" Well, uh, <laughs> that's one of those questions that she does not want the answer to at all. <laughs> you don't want to know. How well, far she he's already knows go. he has a sex dungeon, so yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. He seems to be sexually open, but so I, she can't like. But she also knows how he plays things. Like, sure, he's gonna say, "I'd be willing to hook up with a guy." Right. And then when it comes time to hook up with the guy, he'll be like, I don't remember saying that. That doesn't sound like something I'd say. (laughs) I never agreed to that. Right. That sex dungeon's causing amnesia. (laughs) Oh, you're going to have more sex dungeon things coming up here, too, aren't we? Based on the next on next on. Gross. I hope not because they're in a hotel room. So. Oh, he's just he's going to bring the portable sex things with him to the hotel room. Gosh. Oh, no. All right. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Sean and Sarah. So Sean rolls up to Sarah's mom's house with three bouquets of flowers and a small stuffed animal and a toy. He leads with these gifts because he thinks he has to make a very good first impression. Abby, Sarah's daughter, is acting a bit shy. So Sarah suggests that she and Abby play in the other room for a little while. And Sean is left to talk to Sarah's mom, Kathy. Kathy then starts to grill Sean, and Sean immediately puts Kathy on high alert by dropping the marriage word about two sentences into their conversation. Kathy can't comprehend why someone would want to move that fast, knowing so little about someone. She -hmm. also finds it suspicious that he is looking for his soulmate in prison. Kathy thinks there is something shifty and suspicious about Sean, and she vows to get to the bottom of whatever he is clearly hiding. Kathy thinks Sean is preying on vulnerable girls, and she wonders if he has made a habit of this. So she just asks him point blank, and Sean denies it, but is staring at the table as he mumbles. Jeez, what an idiot. He's so dumb. Yeah. (laughs) So the line continues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kathy continues in on him, saying that he's a distraction, and Sarah needs to focus on Abby. And thankfully, Sean is saved by the reappearance of Sarah and Abby. And as soon as they come back in the room, Sean makes an excuse to leave. While Sarah is saying goodbye, Sean asks her to get away with him for the weekend. And Sarah agrees to it. Sarah then goes back in the house and confronts her mom about being too hard on Sean and driving him away. 
Sarah defends Sean, saying he's not running the streets and he's shown loyalty even after her behavior when she was first released. In defending Sean, Sarah starts to realize that she has genuine feelings for him. Sarah tells her mom that she has to let her grow up. Kathy doesn't have a response other than telling us that she'll get to the bottom of Sean's sketchy behavior. All right. So, do you think these fools watch this show? I mean, if they watch this show, they wouldn't have to get to the bottom of anything. They would know they would what is know. going on. Yeah, I don't – they have to. They ha- I mean – I mean, unless right? they don't know what show it is, I don't know Do how you could possibly keep anybody from being like, hey, mom, I'm filming this reality show with this dude. I'd be like, great. What is this reality show? Like, has this dude been on it before? <laughs> like, who is this guy? You'd think they would totally watch it. And you'd think Sean would at least have some kind of inkling that maybe she's watched it. Maybe she saw what happened, right, with Destiny. Like, and in. So the idea that he's just like straight up no. She's like, have you done this before? And he's like, no. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. That's- that is an easily find outable, like inevitable truth that's going to come out. What is wrong with you? Right. It's just and, – and he's just such a spineless dude. Like – Yeah. I mean, he doesn't – he can't say – and to be fair, I mean, I'm definitely on – the mom's side for most of this, right? Because mm-hmm. it is not something I've experienced, but you know, I've talked to people who have that, who have real issues with guys that they've dated that just come on way too strong and are way mm-hmm. too into them way too early. And it's a turnoff, right? That they're yeah. like, you know, two weeks in, you know, I've seen each, we, you know, been dating just a couple weeks and things are going pretty well. And there's like, I'm just totally in love with you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You want to spend the rest of your life with who? Because you don't, you don't know me. Like this is not, this can't be about me because you don't know me. Like we're, you know, acquaintances at this point. We haven't, we don't have anything. And just to be, for somebody to be all head over heels, I'm going to build my life around you. And it's like, around who? Because what is this? Yeah, that to me would send like red flags. Like I, f- I would feel that if someone was like that with me, I'd be like, this person has issues. Yes. Like some kind of unresolved issues about attachment, about oh, yeah. maybe like maybe they're projecting something, you know, like they see me as someone else maybe in their past. So, you know, I would I would think a bunch of things and I wouldn't take it personally i like i wouldn't be like oh i'm such an amazing person that this person wants to like marry me after a couple of weeks you know i wouldn't assume yeah, that this person is just grabbing on to the nearest thing they have and just yeah. as hard as they can it's like this is not yeah. a good idea right and it was it just he's so not unself-aware like the idea oh mm. i was kind of taken by surprise that her mom uh like came after me like that which is i would be taken by surprise if somebody's mom came as aggressively like that because I'm not as big of a fucking creep as he is. I'm not. Well, yeah. And plus, not, you're not meeting parents after like the first couple times that you've seen your, yes. you know, partner that you're dating. And then, yeah. And coming and not seeing my parents for the first time and having them ask, so, hey, what's going on? I want to marry. Marry. We're going to marry. We're getting married. That's why I'm here to get married. And they'd be like, yo. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> that- also, if I was the mom, I would be coming at him, too, because, you know, when she went to go pick up Sarah, you know, at their weird uh, drop off. I followed them. Thing, yeah. 
he followed him. But even separate from that, the microphone picked up on her calling him a psycho as they were leaving. Right. So it's like your daughter is calling, you know, him a psycho. So it's like I probably wouldn't have the best impression of him either. And then Sean's an idiot for not expecting this because Destiny's mom did the exact same thing to him. Why does he think that this mom's going to be any different? Right. I mean, I yeah, I would – it definitely and, – and my alarm bells are already up the way the way they met. It's like it, it seems to me I was just – because, mm-hmm. you know, not just that, you know, what kind of loser can't find a man outside – a date outside of prison. That's not even the stuff I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like it really seems like you were specifically looking for someone vulnerable and you found my daughter. Yes. And so – Right, right. I got my eye on you, buddy. Like, that's immediately where I'm going to be. And then he comes in and is not – doesn't exactly display a winning personality. Let's put it that way. Oh, he definitely doesn't. He thinks that presents are enough to kind of make up for that and be like, oh, well, they will like me if I bring them stuff and then I don't have to do a whole lot more. Yeah. Like, he didn't even talk about the friggin' snow and the weather or anything. He just, like, gonna sit there no. in stunned, awkward silence until she's like, so, what are you trying to do to my daughter? <laughs> like, well, part of it, I think, is he has, like, high anxiety about accidentally revealing uh, a secret. That's true. Just like, are you? True, you can't give away your secrets <laughs> if your mouth is shut. Yep, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, I don't know. I don't know how how many kids he has comes out of a conversation about snow, but somehow I feel like Shopper managed to yeah, do it. Uh, oh, yes. My six kids have never seen snow before. <laughs> yeah, we live in Vegas. It's my, my exactly six children, which I have with the person that I was not engaged to last year. Uh, they don't know snow. <laughs> but I was engaged to somebody else at the time, just as I'm, as I'm shooting the shit. Yeah, those things will come up. Right. It is yeah. – it, it, Life's a whole lot easier when you're not telling secrets and, ke- and lies and you just don't have to think about what you're saying all the time. Right. Because he's just – he's really bad at lying too. Yes. I think it's probably easier for him to lie online. He probably has record of it so he knows. Well, actually, apparently he doesn't have record of it because he doesn't even remember how many kids he told Sarah he has. Oh, but that's probably – they probably had they a probably told him phone that, conversation. Yeah, on a phone conversation. Yeah. I mean, I definitely – Yeah. I think uh, maybe I'm weird. I think everybody does this. I've definitely, you know, gone and searched through my text messages before I said something dumb. Like, wait, did we already talk yeah, about this? Yeah, yeah, to verify. <laughs> yes. Sure, sure. I've done the same thing. And I don't know. Sean's just really bad at lying because, I mean, when she asked him and was like, are you sure you've never met another woman uh, from prison before? And he's just like looking down at the ground like no, like barely no. mumbling like and that's <sighs> – and it's like – and that's one of those cases like he's just so bad at like reading people that it's like, yeah, yeah, no. When somebody says, are you sure? Then it's like, I think they know something. <laughs> like, I might yeah. want to be out here <laughs> thinking about it, right? Because like it is true about the daughter too. Like so he's not – Abby, like they're like Abby's being shy and it's like, yeah, because this creepy dude is across the table it's like staring at her. I would be shy too. Yeah. I mean, uh, if I was the mom, I would have kind of also pushed on the age situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because obviously he's not 36. Obviously. You know, when they were sitting down at the table, I was like, oh, they seem closer in age. Oh, the mom and him. 
Yes. Yeah, the mom and him. Yes. Like, if you would have been like, oh, they're a couple, I've been like, oh, seems fitting. Right, right. I mean, and part of it, yeah, part of it's just true. It's because I, part of it is because Sarah's so tiny, right? Yeah. That she comes across as. She looks like a child. Yeah. I know. It yeah. looks really creepy when they're together. Yeah, it, it just does. But and especially, like, it pissed me off that his, like, reaction they had a bad reaction with the mom things didn't go well and they go out and they're like you know go outside oh you know things are gonna things are gonna be that way my mom's super protective blah 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 so what do you want to do let's go away for the weekend i want to get you away from your mom as quickly as i possibly <laughs> can like i know right? just the creepiest possible response like the yeah biggest red flag and of course she didn't get it because she seems to be almost getting into that thing where it's like She's almost into it or, you know, more likely to do it because mom's against it, which is probably a dynamic that has played out for a long time in this relationship. Actually, yeah, I could see that, especially since she said she's mostly been dating bad boys. Right. And it is kind of funny that she said, you know, as much as she started defending him, then she realized, I have real feelings. But it's like, eh, I can do also you? see her defending yes. her other boyfriends to her mom and kind of maybe feeling that same way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say he's not a step up from, you know, the people that she did drugs with and got put in jail. From, from. Well, I don't know. So I think they're all the same. <laughs> He's probably not going to land her back in prison, but he's a, not a good dude. Um, no, he's not a good dude. And, and so I don't know. Maybe, maybe but, she goes crazy and like. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like and, and that's where that's where it comes from. Is she she's had such bad relationships that like mm-hmm. you know it's like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs or whatever, right? It's like she's just like mm-hmm. you know. Who's not going to put me in jail? All right. That makes him a better. Who meets my needs of not being a drug addict? And then all of a sudden you can't worry about whether he's a, you know, creepy red flag predator who's a terrible dude because your first concern is not not a drug dealer. Like, hey, yeah. like step up, you know? All right. All right. So that brings us to oh, – well, I'll say Nicole, Tia, and Deontay because he comes in last. Yeah. So yeah. after all the fireworks last week, things seem to be going better between Nicole and Tia. We, they meet everybody and they're all – everybody's dressed up. Tia even has a bow tie on and there are like a dozen roses and there's a dockside restaurant involved. And they say since Tia lives so far away, which is like a five-hour drive from Virginia Beach, this is exactly – actually the first time they've seen each other since their disastrous meeting with Deontay last episode. Nicole is nervous because Tia has asked her to have the talk. Which means something very serious because if Tia wants to talk to you, mm, things are going down. (laughs) So Tia wants to nail down what this relationship is and where it's going. It makes clear that a relationship where she has to share Nicole with someone else is just off the table. She tells Nicole how hurtful it is that she even has to talk about Deontay. And while Nicole is not happy in this direct – Nicole is not happy about the direction this discussion is going, especially when they leave us on a teaser with Tia hinting about making a bigger decision. But – This big decision turns out not to be a breakup, but a request to take the next step in their relationship. And this is when a touching moment uh, that they're having together is interrupted by delivering of, here's your chicken bucket. But (laughs) 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 anyway, after they get the chicken bucket, um, Nicole says that she's willing to put Deontay and all that in the past because she wants to be with Tia. She tells us even that she knows it, it must be real because she's never loved someone more than she loved herself and that's pretty impressive considering how self-involved she is. So <laughs> Tia has had this whole thing planned out apparently and takes uh, Nicole for a walk down to the dock where there's flower petals and everything all set up. 
at the dock. She proposes she proposes while random boaters cheer them on. <laughs> then Nicole says yes, and they are engaged with a big blingy ring. Then she thinks about how this news is going to crush Deontay. But showing some thoughtfulness that has been missing from her life so far, Nicole actually wants to sit down and tell Deontay what's going on and cut him loose. Um, so they they catch him at one of his side gigs uh, cleaning up at his boat dock because he has to take a bunch of side gigs to pay for all the stuff he bought for Nicole and <laughs> instead of at the actual shipyard. Even though he's at this clearly private dock wearing the shipyard like hard hat and everything, it was a little weird. He knows that Nicole is coming and hopes that Tia isn't with her. Things actually start off not too bad. They're both kind of jokey and happy when they sit down for Deontay's lunch break. But once they sit, they immediately start arguing about Tia and things go sour. He sees the ring while they're arguing and Nicole can't sugarcoat the news any longer and just tells him straight up that she's engaged to Tia. Deontay says he was better off not knowing and feels like Nicole came here just to twist the knife a little bit more. Deontay starts to cry a little bit and says he wanted it to, he wanted it to be him or whatever and goes back to work. So after she leaves, he says he doesn't think this is going to last uh, very long and he'll predicts that he'll be hearing from her again in a few months. So like I said, Deontay gave this relationship a few months. So how long do you predict um, Nicole and Tia are going to be together? I don't know. I actually think for a while, I mean, or at least on and off for a while, because I did think it was really sweet of Nicole to say that whole speech about how she loved herself, <laughs> admitted she was conceited, you know, and it was like, yes, all those things. And then she said, but I actually love Tia more than me. Mm -hmm. And everything that she has done, like with Tia, like it does seem like she genuinely loves this girl. Right. So I, you know, I do think that they're going to be together. I think the only real reason Deontay is kind of in the picture is because Nicole is thinking that she can get money out of it with her definition of a poly relationship. I think she's also doing it to keep it interesting to stay on the show because she's just trying to get money. So at the end of the day, it's mo about money for Nicole. Yes. And then Deontay is a freaking idiot. Like, okay, let's start off with all the things. Uh, but the first thing is um, how he has somehow had this weird ass narrative in his head about how Nicole needs protecting from Tia and that, um, you know, she'll come back because obviously this is a toxic relationship. And then it just sounds like he's ready to take her back when this blows up in a few months. It's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I, I don't know what his he definitely has a savior narrative right here in his head. Right. That, that's that's how it's going to work. She's going to come to him because he's going to save her um, from whatever. Yeah. And then she's going to love him forever for doing that. But I, but you're right. That's not what it's about. It's about. That relationship has always been about nothing more than you give me money and I like that. I will keep taking yeah. your money. Like that. That's it. That's yeah. the whole relationship. Right. And then – but he doesn't see it that way. And I mean it was evident when, you know, he points out that she's wearing the watch that he gave her. Uh-huh. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you know, trying to keep me in your memories by wearing the watch. And she's like, no, no dude, I just like this Michael Kors watches. Yeah. I don't think about you when I wear it. I just like it's it. It's a nice watch. I'm not going to not wear my nice yeah. watch. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you gave it to me and she's aware of it. But yeah, that has nothing to do with why she's wearing that watch. 
And right, but Deontay seems to think so. He's just like, oh, it's kind of like keeping a picture of my face on your arm. <laughs> Which he would totally do. But yeah. yeah and I, I, I tend to agree. I think this relationship will probably last a decent amount of time. Maybe not as a so. perfect, you know, relationship because they both definitely oh, have their no. issues. But yes. it'll stay around because that's it. Every other relationship we've seen Tia have, I mean, Tia and Nicole have, has been about money. Like, I need money. Yes. I got there with them for money. We got money, 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 money. And Tia doesn't give her money. Like, no. Like, it, it, no. And so Tia gives her Tia. And so, like, that's something she wants independent of money. Yeah. And, and I agree with you that they do have their problems because, I mean, even Tia, like, when she proposed, how she proposed was so weird to me. Like, she kept on give trying to give Nicole an out. Yes. You know, like, only take this ring if you are ready to commit. Are you sure you want to take the ring? And it was just almost like, I know that she didn't mean it that way, but it kind of sounded like, okay, if you're unsure, like, say no now. Like, I want to know now, you know. And it's just, it, it seemed to give her lots of chances to say no. Right. And I don't know. I just, I feel like she doesn't see that as really confident because I also thought the timing of it was really weird. How do you go from last week? They made it sound like, you know, it was just a week ago because Nicole hasn't seen Tia since they all met up with Deontay. How do you go from a week ago making your girl cry because, you know, you don't really want to super participate in this poly relationship, but she does. How do you go from that to being engaged the next time you see her? I mean, it definitely definitely did feel like a lockdown type situation where it was like, I, I mean, yeah, the engaged part of it was probably unnecessary but the part of it with the talk it was like where do you see this relationship because i see it this i see it a certain way and i can't be in the relationship if you see it in an incompatibly different way right in that you know basically i think this is a serious relationship and i want it to be a long-term thing and i can't share you and if your thing is well it's just fun and you know i want to get as much as i can then i can't be in a relationship with you and that's that's a that's a talk that people have to have. Like it's a necessary mm-hmm. like talk. And it's one of those, you know, what do you what do you call them? The conversation, uh, courageous conversations that you have to yes. have as part of a relationship. So it's one of those funny things. That it's like Tia is almost always doing the right thing in terms of like how to yeah. progress and have a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, so we did not hear from Brittany and Marcelino and Brittany and Ray. Or Lacey and Shane. Oh, yeah, Lacey and Shane. Mm-hmm. But it looks like we'll at least see Lacey and Shane next week. It's been a few weeks since we haven't seen Brittany and Marcelino. Yeah. I'm wondering if we get any kind of resolution. I just, it just, it just, they're just starting to feel like a one of those, we didn't have much story to go on, so we're just uh, going to stretch this out. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. All right, so who was your student of the week? I'm with uh, Sarah's mom because yeah. she was right. Like, it, it yes. It, it, and, it's almost always the moms. Now, I feel like the other mom, I feel like Destiny's mom was right when, when she first met Sean, right that he was uh-huh. no good, but kind of didn't have the perfect read on exactly why he was no good. Um, you know, and I feel like Sarah's mom is pretty much right on the right on it. Like everything she says, I'm worried you're doing this or doing this or doing this mm-hmm. is pretty much all like, yeah, that's that's more or less what he's doing. Uh-huh. That's him. You've got him. You've got him yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so I originally went with my student of the week as Puppy um, just because 
I think she knows that Amber isn't trying to actually be in a relationship with her. Right. I mean, she's not delusional about that. Um, she is trying to stay faithful to her boyfriend, Eric. Um, she has said, I am not available. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought about it. and I was just like, oh, wait a second. Puppy has a warrant out for her arrest. And she doesn't seem to want to deal with that. Yes. That's kind of bad. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, but it was Puppy until I thought about the warrant. <laughs> so you replaced her with no one, just Puppy and an yeah. abandoned award. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, that's funny because my, uh, my class dunce was Amber. Like, <laughs> okay. you can't, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, take everything else aside, right? Take everything else out and the whole history of the past. You know Puppy is with a dude and is in a relationship and you're still trying to make out with her. Like, that's not, that's not yeah. okay. And like, just... That means you're you're way too sloppy right now, and and you got it. You got to fix that. Right, right. Uh, my dunce is Deontay. Okay. Um, you know, and mostly because of his delusion. You know, like making up in his mind that Nicole is still holding that torch for him because she's wearing that watch, and she's in danger from Tia, and Tia is controlling, and he has to save her. And I mean, Nicole tells him straight up, like, first of all, you've never even seen us together other than that one time. And you don't you just don't know anything like telling him he's wrong. But in his mind, he's still like, oh, that just confirms like yes. what I thought in the first yes. place. It's like it's like a conspiracy theory, right? Here's this mm-hmm. stuff that that proves your conspiracy theory is wrong. They're like, well, that just proves that there's more people in on the conspiracy theory. They must have been just yeah. fabricating this evidence that it goes even deeper than I thought, right? Oh my god! And it's yeah. and so I I totally agree with you. And I feel I, it actually felt bad for Nicole because it puts her in a situation where she's trying to let this guy down as easy as possible, yeah. but he refuses to let, be let down, right? He's like a yeah, like, and he refuses to believe even the stuff that's coming out of her own mouth. Right? He's like a, yeah. When you're trying to put him down, he's like a two year old that when you try to put him down, they like kick their legs up in the air. They're like, no, no, I'm not going down. It's like, well, if you keep doing this, I have no choice but to drop you on your ass. Put your feet down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about your life? Lesson? Well, my life lesson is uh, it goes back to uh, Sean, and it was when he I noticed that when he was talking to, you know, Abby. Right, Abbott, and or like mm-hmm. not talking to Abby, just giving her a present. Like this is for me. I'm gonna sit here awkwardly and not say anything. It's like, especially to me, yeah. that was the one where it's like you have all this opportunity to talk to a kid, like to make yourself look good, and you know, because kids, you don't have to. He's bad at it. He clearly doesn't talk to his own. Right. Kids. <laughs> I was like, how are you this bad at talking to kids when you have six of them? But right. especially something that bothers me, you know, and this bothered me before, but it especially became acute after I had like my my two daughters. Don't fucking tell kids that they're cute like um, like you can think a kid is cute and you can tell people other people they're cute but don't call it, it just it, it that's not what they should be taught like is valued by adults and uh people about like yeah. oh you you're yeah. cute I'm like oh no Ugh, i hate it. it just it bothers me and it's people do it all the time but like it it, it just sends a bad message to kids like you know their appearance and how they act and, and, and that kind of thing is the most notable most uh you know noteworthy thing about them and that just that's bad all right right uh so my life lesson is directed at uh, renata um if your friend is trying to get you to help set up their partner just don't (laughs) i mean i feel like this has happened you know like 90 day fiance we've seen like situations like this to happen it's 
if you do something illegal, it makes you an accomplice. Yeah. Like, you don't want to get involved well, in all of that. Was, I know what they're doing. Yeah, is Lisa was very adamant that nothing I'm doing is illegal. <laughs> right, right. So I was going to say, I don't think she's doing anything illegal, but it's like, what's the point of that? Like, other than to cause chaos in someone else's life. So, so just don't get involved. Yeah, that is better. But especially one where, like, you know, you're going to have to, like, act like you're into Stan. Uh, I know, right? You need to get more out of it than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So it uh, looks like this is going to keep going. Um, we don't really know if that um, love before lockup or whatever during, they are I think it changed it, it during now. Love during yeah. lockup is going to be uh, replacing life after lockup. But if that's the case, then it means we have another month yeah. to go at Because I think love during isn't until January, right? Oh, I thought it was in December. They might oh, have. Well, yeah. well, let's hope. Like, I don't know. I feel like we we have a few of them here. But like we talked about, some of these stories were already kind of coming, not necessarily to a conclusion, but like they're starting mm. to drag. Like they're really stretching yeah, them out. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of like that we don't see all the couples every yes. week because then – and then it's an only hour, an hour yeah. long. So it stays – it does so stay it fresher like, that way. Absolutely. Yes. And so I feel like – most weeks it feels like there's progress right but this week it felt but like yeah, we had a, a we had a wedding so. this week like usually when you get to the weddings yes. we're, we're closing up the season so i don't know what's going on right right yeah but i'm i'm ready for to find out when sarah finds out sean shady oh yes so yes yes this is sounds like that might be happening oh yeah the next the preview for next week with them that seemed very very entertaining yeah uh-huh. seemed good so i'm hoping yep all right so we'll be back right. then Okay, until then. Okay. Okay, bye. bye.